What would you be willing to do to survive in a hostile new reality? I'm kind of starting to get worried. He usually doesn't stay gone this long. What would you be willing to destroy to find your missing family? I'm sorry, little guy. But I have to eat. And what would you be willing to sacrifice to escape the liminal lands? To whatever or whoever has taken my family from me. I'm coming for you too. And there is nothing on this earth that can stop me. Welcome to episode four of the Liminal Lands, entitled New Tricks. You know, I had pheasant once while I was on a cruise with Nicole, our honeymoon cruise actually. I didn't really care for it all that much then. I mean, I didn't dislike it or anything, but it wasn't good enough to make me want to take up pheasant hunting or anything. That's pretty much what these cardinals taste like, like pheasant. I mean, maybe just a bit more dry, but I suspect that has more to do with preparation than anything else. I'd hardly say that my stomach is full right now, but it's definitely taken the most extreme edge off. And without the thought of food taking up all my brain's processing power, my mind's been wondering. I generally consider that a dangerous proposition, but Maybe in my current situation, it might actually do some good. Or it might do some good if I could direct my thoughts in a useful direction. But instead of thinking about my next step, or hell, trying to figure out what the hell happened here, or where I'm going to find my next meal, or even thinking about and trying to figure out what the hell that was that attacked me. No, instead of anything useful like that, I keep thinking about something that happened in college. Bad part is it didn't even happen to me. It happened to my sister and she told me about it later. But it is an interesting story. See, there's only two years of difference between me and my sister. So we were both going to college at the same time. We'd both gotten jobs working at this shitty locally owned pizza joint. My sister made it all the way up to shift leader. That meant she had to close up. You know, count the money, send everybody home, make sure everything's clean, lock up, you know, all of that fun stuff. So one night, she's doing her job, she's there alone, she finishes, she gets everything done, she locks up, and she starts to walk out to her car. She gets almost all the way to her car, and then she suddenly sees somebody, some guy, just leaning against the back of her car. Just, like, leaning against it, smoking a cigarette, and acting about as nonchalant as you could want. My sister, she, she doesn't panic, she doesn't scream or anything. But, you know, she does kind of come to a complete stop and just stands there, you know, not wanting to get any closer to this strange fella. So apparently she stands there for, you know, for a handful of seconds or two, just kind of watching this guy, seeing what he's going to do. He's just staring off into the dark, off into the shadows where the restaurant's parking lights don't catch. And then he finally looks over and sees my sister, jumps a little bit, kind of like he's scared himself kind of smiles at her sheepishly, flicks his cigarette away. And then the part that gets to me, he says something to her that could have come straight out of a Stephen King novel. What he says to my sister is this, he says, Oh, don't mind me. I've just been watching that guy over there. 
he walks in the shadows like I do, and it just kind of makes you wonder. With that cryptic and creepy statement uttered, he just walks off into the shadows himself. My sister gets in her car and goes home. I mean, admittedly, that's a bit of a boring ending. And the story itself is mostly boring, but it's never actually left my mind. Every once in a while when my mind wanders, kind of wanders back over that. I mean, what a great line. I know it's just some creepy crazy guy, but still, what a great line. I mean, I don't know why I'm thinking of that now. I mean, not that specifically. I do have a pretty good idea of why my mind is throwing different shit like that up to chew over, though. It's looking for anything besides the important stuff. The important things like what's happened, what to do next, what my plan should be. They all, they all lead towards something painful. Towards Nicole, Renee, Winter, Willow. You know, Willow's birthday's coming up. She's going to be three. Shit. Listen to me. Now I'm some kind of armchair psychiatrist slash philosopher and I'm head shrinking myself. Idiot. Ham may just be the answer. It's definitely my next step. I've been thinking about it and I know what my next stop is. The next place I'm going is a friend of mine's place. He lives up in Mina. Well, I guess he did live in Mina before whatever happened happened. I guess I'm still probably about 20 miles away from his place. As I've mentioned several, several times before, either time is different, or my perception of time is different, or whatever, but the outcome's still the same. I honestly have no idea when it's going to get dark. If the sky was clear, I'd try and make some kind of guess, educated or uneducated, but a guess anyways. It's completely overcast right now. I didn't notice it happening, but it happened. I can look up and tell the sky is lighter in one general direction, but that's about it. It's brighter towards the west, so I'm going to say it's sometime after midday. I won't say noon, because that's a specific time. Midday seems a better way to think of it. I want to be holed up when night comes. That thing attacked me at night, and I haven't seen it since. It's probably foolish to start making assumptions with a sample size of just one, but I don't have anything else to go on, so assume I shall. So I either need to hold up now, or push on and try and make it to Brad's before dark. I gotta think. Fuck it. I'm going. No balls, no babies, right?
everything looks so gray, but it's looking more and more gray. I may actually be shorter on time than I thought. seeing that thing again in the shadows always always just out of sight I think I may have made a mistake I'm not making it to Brad's I gotta find somewhere else to go well it seems that Lady Luck is with me today I found a, a nice little house, and like the smartest little piggy who ever built this house made it out of brick. It's getting dark, and it's getting dark fast again. It seems everywhere I looked I caught a glimpse of that thing, or things, I don't fucking know. It seems impossible that any one creature could be that fast, that I could see it in that many places. But it also kind of seems impossible that I've come across a flock of these things, especially to only see one at a time. But I've made it here, and I made it here before. Wow. Perfect timing, you bitch. Before that. But I think that's where my good fortune ends. I've taken refuge in an empty house. That damn thing is for sale or just vacant or something. And it's not only getting dark, it's getting cold. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that shit before. Flip the record before you wear that one out. Thank God I was wearing my hunting clothes. I'd be a corpsicle already if I wasn't wearing the warm stuff. I don't know if I could make a normal night like this, but I know I can't make one of these new and improved longer nights like this. Yeah, I hear you. I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal, you noisy bitch. If I can't figure out a way to warm up, I'll come out there and I'll let you eat me instead of freezing to death. If you will just shut the hell up between now and then. Do we have a deal? <laughs> ah, that sounds like a deal. so stupid. I'm surrounded by wood. But I'm not going to freeze to death. The owners of this house may need to hire a carpenter when I'm done, but they can send me the bill. It's 
pine. Most houses use pine for almost everything. Pine and plywood. Now they burn really fast and they don't last very long. That's the downside. But the upside is that they burn really hot. And as long as you don't care about resale value, there is a lot of burnable lumber in a house. Shit, I almost forgot about you. Hey, listen, I'm sorry, but a deal's a deal. I got warm, you don't get to eat me. I'm sincerely sorry that that didn't work out for you in your favor. And that scream was old the second time I heard it. So why don't you learn a new fucking trick? Okay, that's a new trick. Hey, baby. Do you want to go spend the night with Grandma? Yay! Hey. Did I wake you? Me neither. Jason just called and he couldn't find him. Could you watch the kids tonight? I want to go out there and look for him myself. Okay. See you soon. This episode of The Liminal Lands was written by Wayman Alexander. Voices were Wayman Alexander, Bridget Alexander, Story Alexander, and River Alexander.